Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your host, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 20 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. What's up, Mr. Probs? Let's do this. Episode so, 20. Okay, so I was I was listening to the intro the other day when I was listening to the podcast. I think I say the Worship Leader Problems and not the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why didn't you catch it? Um, That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a really good question. Yeah, dude. So things are going really well with the podcast, dude. They are. Which I, I know you know. We went over 25,000 total plays so far. Yeah, you know, and you know, we've said this before, like it's a labor of love, right? So it is, that's right. We love doing it. We we love the feedback. And um, I like I've said to you before, like however, whatever you think it takes to manage the Instagram and to manage the podcast, multiply that by 100 and you might be in the ballpark. Yeah. So the other day um, I did my first like full day from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, I manned the account <laughs> and it happened to be a day that a meme hit and it was over 300 comments <laughs> like just in the morning time. And it was, it was, it was crazy. And so like, dude, I just got to say mad props to you for like three years doing this thing, man. Like I can you must have the most gracious wife in the entire world. <laughs> well, okay. So my wife has her own ministry and, uh, when we reveal who I am, this will all make total sense. But, um, I always tell people managing worship leader probs is almost like if you had like a crazy uncle who came to live in your house. Yes. Okay. Well, so I have the crazy uncle. My wife has the crazy aunt. <laughs> so we both have this thing <laughs> that we're doing. And so at, at nighttime, there's a lot of time, like we make sure we connect and we're doing all yeah. the, that stuff. So don't, don't at me, but we're, we're, uh, at night, like we'll put something on the TV and then we're both sitting there on our phones on separate parts of the, uh, of the sectional. And, uh, I'm, I'm with the crazy uncle and she's with the crazy aunt. So that's amazing. So we were sitting Friday night, we were sitting at Chili's and, uh, it was right as a post went out and we know there's a certain amount of time after a post goes out that you want to be commenting because it helps with the, the analytics and stuff. And so my wife is wanting to tell me about her day and I'm, I'm oh, just hold on. Let's, literally seven more minutes and we can really have a good conversation and I won't have to be. And she just was sitting there and I could see her like, cause my wife and I, we, we have a really uh, open uh, communication in our relationship. And like, we talk all the time. And like after when the day's over, it's usually like a solid 45 minutes to an hour of just like, here's what happened and all that kind of stuff. And so you could just see she was waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting. And then she just looks at me and goes, I have a lot of respect for Miss Probs because this is this is crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it takes a lot of time, but here, but gosh, man, the the stuff that you that you get in the comments and the the stuff that you get in the DMs, um, man, there's some there's some rich stuff in there, and it's good, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish all 
nearly 40,000 of you could get a look at the DMs just to see, you know, even today, like we're asking that Sunday question about what's the craziest thing that a church person said to you for the prayer concern section. And man, there, there are some really funny ones and there are some absolutely like soul crushing, heartbreaking <laughs> things that church people say. And um, yeah, so it, it gives us a, a, a really unique opportunity to pour into the lives of people who are out there doing what we do. Well, and it's also um, a great opportunity to go when you think you have it bad. <laughs> Just go back and read oh, and gain perspective and go, yowzers. For sure. It makes you, it makes you sometimes great. You know, that there's some kind of story. Like if you, if you put all your problems in a sack and you passed it around the circle, you know, and you hear what everybody else's problems are, you're probably going to take yours back in many, yeah. in many instances, at least. So <laughs> that's incredible, dude. So you, you were at Chili's. I was at Chili's. So I am, I'm kind of a Chili's connoisseur. Really? I love chilies actually. And they this is not really? paid. This is just so somebody recently told me I'm on the older end of the scale. Somebody recently I mean I mean I'm not, not like I'm not ancient, but I'm you're not I'm, like de- you're not decrepit. I'm not oh man, it's brutal. I'm older than Jeremy. So somebody recently told me about DoorDash. Now, if you're out there and you've been DoorDashing for 10 years, don't at me with that either. But it's new to me, and I think it is unbelievable. So I can sit on my couch. I can order food from Chili's or all kinds of other places and have it delivered to my home. So I am obsessed with chicken enchilada soup from Chili's. Dude, that stuff is so good. I just ordered two helpings of it last night i ate one when i got home from church and i'm gonna eat the other one tonight that's amazing i'm a big fan of the mango chili chicken that's what mrs probs gets see i always knew she was smart that dude door dash that is that's just all for free there listeners and there's uber eats and some other thing i don't hub grub hub or hub yeah, grub, grub or something yeah so but we're we door dash yeah that's awesome. We do it a lot. Dude, I wanted to thump a bass player. <coughs> Does that ever happen to you? Do you ever want to thump a bass player? Yeah, I'm going to look. I love bass is awesome, but I, in my experience, they they tend to be not all of them, but some of them that I've, in my experience, that I've met, they tend to be like, you know, <laughs> well, this guy for the second time. In like two months, as he's going out for the closer, steps on a light and unplugs it, and the entire rig goes down. (laughs) Now, the last time he did this, I was wearing my super obnoxious snow leopard shirt. So it's like a white shirt with black like leopard prints all over it. And I had to go up on stage (laughs) in the middle of worship and plug everything back in. And so, yeah. So he goes, it was, it's the funniest thing. You like, you see him getting into a spot and all of a sudden the rig goes down and I looked at my wife and I go, he did it again. And you can see, he kind of looked back like, Oh, I don't know. And then he put it on. And so, <laughs> and so I know for a fact, he listens to our podcast. And yeah. so Jacob from now on, Bro, you can huh? only enter your position from the front. You can't come from the back anymore. <laughs> and also I love you a lot. <laughs> oh man. I used to work with this bass player and he was a talker. 
he talked all the time during rehearsals, during services sometimes. And we were in a rehearsal one night and I, it, he was talking so much, but it's not clear who he's talking to, <laughs> right? So I was turning around to tell him, dude, button it, man. We're trying to rehearse here. And he'd been talking to me the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, I haven't got in ears in. I can't hear a thing you're saying. That is incredible. Oh, man, I love he was it. Just back there a mile a minute, man. You know what's funny? What's funny is we couldn't do all this without our volunteers. Absolutely. Love them. So do you want to take a second and recognize some MVPs? I'm not gonna lie, that was a that was a pretty good transition. It was magical. I mean, it's why they pay me the zero bucks. <laughs> That's right. That's right, me too, buddy. My favorite my favorite thing is when I fix something in front of volunteers, like like say I get called to the children's ministry and I'll fix like the triple head to goes not working or something. I'll get it up and running again. They're like, oh, Pastor Jamie, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I always go. And that's why y'all pay me the medium bucks. And they always think it slays every time the medium bucks. That's so awesome. I'm going to use that, man. Yeah. So who do we got for MVPs this week? So our volunteer MVP is Dan Hunt. And this comes to us from Michael Short. Uh, Dan Hunt uh, serves at Northway Christian Community Church at the Wexford campus. He is a full-time volunteer. Oh, dang. Right? He's retired, but uh, he serves uh, helping the tech. He mixes audio. He sets up projects. He plays guitar on the weekends. And um, he steps into leading audio volunteers. Uh, he's just done that recently um, as they're in a staff a transition. He he pastors people even just as a volunteer. So man, that's the kind of guy, Dan Hunt. That's the kind of guy we all Ooh. want on our team. Absolutely. Okay. And so I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. Like and and I didn't ask Michael Short for permission. If you guys ever have lighting questions, he's your guy. Mm-hmm. He he mm-hmm. is one of the most talented, like just lighting guys i know but then you throw on top of that like just tech guys he is your guy that like knows every part number by heart and you know what i mean it just but then again like a huge heart for the church like a lot of what i learned when i was first getting started in this industry like he was the one that taught me all of it and he's super been patient and stuff so like look him up michael sure i think it's probably i think he's at shorty on instagram what, and where's, go where's in there and you can He's at the church in uh, just outside Pittsburgh, uh, Northway. Pittsburgh. Nice. What is it? Northway Community Christian, Christian um, Community. Let me uh, let me get it. I think here. it was Northway Community Northway, Christian. New, Northway Christian Community. Community Christian. It, yeah, Community Christian. <laughs> Christian Sorry. Community. That is what. <laughs> and my here comes the Jen Smale memes. <laughs> Jen has Jen has been in Fuego lately. Lately, so we'll try to give her some material today. Okay, so our staff MVP is Lizzie Bailey. Now, this is far and away the longest MVP nomination we have ever gotten. And somebody worked, somebody worked really hard on it. And so I'm just gonna I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. You all gotta of it. read the whole thing. I'm gonna read People all need of it. to they need to see the greatness of this one. So Lizzie Bailey, she serves at Faith Bridge Church. She is the worship leader. And here is the description. 
Lizzie is an extremely talented musician and songwriter. She grew up in rural Georgia with eight siblings, was homeschooled, and classically trained on piano and violin. She taught herself guitar as an adult. Basically, she could write symphonies. I've never heard her sing a bad note. Her vocal range could compete with Whitney, and she could almost outrun Mariah. I say all this because her talent is seriously next level, and honestly, she could be out in the world making millions, selling out stadiums, and spilling champagne in private jets. Yet, she has chosen to use her beautiful gifts for the advancement of the kingdom. Every Sunday, she leads us in worship in the most humble and genuine way. I've never experienced worship with a leader as real as her. She truly worships God with us and invites us into his presence with her. It's magical. For a musical artist as talented as she is to be able to do this is just a true testament to God's work through her. Her connection to him is definitely on display. Knowing her personally is a true, true gift. Just as genuine as her leadership on stage, she's an amazing friend. She has been married for almost 20 years and has five wonderful children, yet she always makes time for her friends. She's the type of friend that you could call at 2 a.m. with heartache and she would cry right along with you and intercede for you to our creator. On top of all that, she is absolutely hilarious. One time she was working a Christian women's event out of town, and I was attending the event as well. The event was to start that evening, and it was her along with a choir and five other band members. They were still rehearsing. I texted her if I could pick anything up on my way, on my way and her response was, yeah, our rehearsal pace. <laughs> That's just one small example of her witty personality. Back to the music. She has been writing songs since she was a teenager, and her experience shows in her creations. She writes God-breathed music in a way that some people wouldn't even consciously recognize that her lyrics are actually glorifying God. She's just outside of the CCM genre, so her music appeals to the masses. Lizzie Bailey is our MVP because she loves God and others. She is truly amazing. Wow. So not that I would condone watching this movie, but have you ever seen the movie Step Brothers? Um, I think I've I've watched it on TBS. I only watch it on TBS. I've I can honestly say I've never actually seen the real version of it because I've heard it the language is pretty rough. But do you remember when Will Farrell sings for the first time? Yes. And his stepbrother is explaining the experience. I kind of was picturing that while we were hearing about Lizzie, like you sounded like a mix of Beyonce and Jesus or whatever, however he says it. Like, Fergie. Jesus yeah, and Fergie. Fergie. Jesus and Fergie. At one point, I was floating over my own body and just watching myself sing. <laughs> that's what I was picturing while you were reading that. Oh, that's fantastic. So Dan awesome. Hunt and Lizzie Bailey, we salute you. Let's go. Awesome. Well, hey, listeners, um, we would love for you to be able to have an opportunity to send in your MVPs for us to recognize here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. So it's super duper easy. If you'll just go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, you can click on the MVP page. And from there, we have a quick little form you can fill out that'll send us the information on your MVP so we can make a decision on who we're going to recognize here on the podcast. And then you can also, if you, if you don't want to send us the email, you're more than welcome to go to our Instagram account, make sure you followed it and send us a DM with uh, the person's name, where they serve, 
uh, a picture of them if possible, and then also tell us why you think they should be a worship leader probs MVP. Crushed it, my man. And the eyes were closed. I, the, every but time. you're still like using your hands and everything. Like it's, it's, it's like you're in the zone. I'm, I'm a fairly animated person. Fairly. Like, yeah, like I, I move around a lot and I, I do have pretty strong ADHD. So, <laughs> all right, my man. It's, okay. So somebody wrote into our Instagram account and was like, dude, I love your podcast, but at some point, can you do a episode where it's nothing but MVP or nothing but prayer concerns? So at some point I need to go that. back and I just need to take all the prayer concerns and put them together. And then also I noticed last week in our episode with Scott Longyear, I called them our prayer requests and you did it like eight times <laughs> and not one person corrected me. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to correct you in the middle of taping. And so you were in a, you were like in a vortex of prayer, prayer requests. I know, but still now I sound like it made me look like a fool last night. Hey guys, we're, we're human. We are. We're only human. We're only human. So, Hey, let's take a moment and recognize our prayer concerns. I love our prayer concerns portion of the podcast. It's super easy. Um, what we like to do is people will send us the um, complaints, the things that they're not liking that people feel like they should write down in the prayer concerns portion of their welcome card or whatever it is that you call it in your church. And so um, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who submits to this and know going into it, we're not going to use your church's name. We're never going to use your name. These are completely anonymous, but it, it's been a really neat exercise for everybody to listen, to know that you're not alone in what you're dealing with in all these churches. So Mr. Probs, what are our prayer concerns this week? We have some good ones and uh, keep them coming, man. Keep sending them in to us. And uh, somebody asked us, Hey, for the younger folks, um, could you sometime talk about a prayer concern and then turn it into an opportunity to lead that person. Oh, you know? okay. so that, and that was a, that was a guy in a, like a young guy in a bow tie. So, Oh, hey, well, if he's got a know, bow tie, he's gotta be legit. Right. Super legit. Soups, soups, legit. And that what the kids say soups, soups, totes my goats. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you literally just say totes my goats? I did. That's fantastic. That's, All right. I did. Okay. So prayer concern. Number one. <laughs> I have a concern that you're using the phrase totes my goats. <laughs> that's maybe for a different portion of the podcast. All right. All right. Here's number one. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised you got married. Your brother on the drums is much more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> This is a true story. A random old lady at the church said that to me during the countdown right before I ran on stage. Okay, I need you to do me the biggest favor. I need you to read that one more time. Quote, I'm surprised you got married. Your brother on the drums is much more attractive. Oh, my <laughs> Gosh. And he says, that's a true story. A random old lady from the church. She said that during the countdown, right before the service. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mr. Probs, Mr. I've been, I've been doing this for 25 years. How would you <laughs> turn that into a teaching moment? You know, it's, it's funny because a lot of time, uh, 
in the moment is not usually the time. No. Okay. Because when somebody comes up to you on the weekend and to lay one of these beauties on you, they're not really interested in feedback. Yeah. They just want to get it. They want to relieve themselves of this burden of carrying this concern. Right. So they want to deliver it and they want to walk away. Right. It's more of an airstrike. Wow. It's not a, uh, yeah. like a hand to hand combat. So, yeah. so, okay. So, you know, I, I would probably, um, golly, I don't even, I don't know. I would maybe after church just say, Hey, you know, what are you thinking? You know, that's like a encourage one another and build each other up. That seems what? to be the theme of the prayer concerns portion what if you just like looked at him and went i'm rich and like give him a wink (laughs) there you go or give him your heavy traffic like thumbs up yeah big cheesy grin i ain't saying she's a gold digger (laughs) she she ain't messing with no broke no broke (laughs) oh man okay okay number two prayer concern number two number two i play cello so there has been a few times where I have played either at my church or the, a church where, that my school is associated with. Rolling a large case behind you, you're prone to receive certain comments, and apparently they don't stop at church. Some of okay. my favorites include, quote, do you have a body in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, Steve, I, a high school aged female, am carrying a dead body inside of my instrument at a church event. <laughs> <laughs> and then she puts the eye roll emoji. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh man, you guys. You ever see you ever see the movie School of Rock? Oh yeah, it's good. Favorite line in the whole thing. So you you need to play play. What do you play now? Cello. All you gotta do is turn it on and cello. Now you've got a bass. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. Number three, he puts the guy's name, and I'm just going to say random guy. I'm going to take the guy's name out. So the random guy comes up and says, quote, I don't like the music or the messages, but lives are getting changed, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> so the worship leader replies, uh, thanks, bro. And he goes, you're so funny and honest. And part of me was like, way to get past your personal preferences. <laughs> So oh my goodness, we went back and forth for a while and he ends it with, he's now on staff at that church, which, which makes it even funnier. Oh my gosh. The guy who I said don't that like, to him, I don't like it here, but now he works there. But lives are getting changed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't like it here, but now I'm going to take your money as a paycheck. Oh man. You know, that's, it's a funny thing because you always wonder, like, people who are that unhappy, you're always like, why do you stay? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I would love to. Uh, my, and you never get a good answer. Yeah, my, my pastor has said to people before who come in and, you know, because a, a lot of it, not a, there's a fair percentage of it that is just assumption. Yeah, Like I saw this or heard this, I saw it on Facebook, it's got to be true. So I'm assuming that you guys are rats and you're, you're, you're not doing the right stuff. And so my pastor has said to people, you know what, how long have you gone to church here? Oh, you know, I've gone here six years. If after six years here, you believe that that could be true, I'd, I'd go look for a new church. Wow. Yeah. 
And, yeah. you know, and most of, most of the time they don't. But, uh, you know, I think uh, we've talked about this before. A lot, mostly what they're used to hearing from us is, hey, you know, Jesus is alive. Let's worship the Lord today. You know, turn in your Bibles. Yeah. And the minute they come to you and lay one of these on you and you respond like a regular person, like who can have yeah. a regular conversation and even maybe gently pastorally push back a little bit sometimes it takes them by surprise yeah yeah it does well awesome well hey guys thank you so much for the prayer concerns this week those were that was a strong bunch of prayer concerns and so uh, you know tell your friends before they listen to this episode you might want to pull over when you get to that part because (laughs) you might get in an accident because you're laughing so hard oh man dude when Longyear said that he had last week, he had to pull over because he was laughing so hard. That's like a, that's a badge of honor. Absolutely. So if you can make the captain throat punch laugh hard enough to pull over, that is, it's pretty good. You're you're doing well. So, well, let's jump into the final segment of our podcast that we call sliding into the DMS. So every week we make mention of the fact that we get lots and lots of questions in our DMs on Instagram. And so in this uh, moment on the podcast, we'd like to just kind of take one or two of those and we'd like to just talk about them live on the air before we get into our interviews. And so this week, Mr. Prowls, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to talk about um, communication between the booth and the stage. Yep. And, you know, the... Yeah, communication between the booth and the stage. That is uh, very important. Um, how, do, how do you do it? How, how do you receive it? How do you handle it in the most effective way? Yeah. So. Okay. Can I, can I start in on this one? Absolutely. So I'm going to say something for my production peeps, because that's, that's what I do. I do production. That may or may not be what you want to hear. The minute you guys get that rehearsal starts, it's not about you anymore. Your main job is to support what's happening on stage. So like in my situation, I am the media pastor for our church. And so I oversee all production and um, the technological voice for Pathway Church is kind of what my job description says. Mm. I sit on an org chart. I sit equal with the worship pastor which is different, I think, than a lot of places. Usually the tech guy would actually report to the, uh, the, the worship pastor. But in our, in our context, uh, we felt like we wanted our tech person to be, have a campus-wide vision. And so it's very easy if you're reporting to the worship pastor that most of your time will only go to what's happening in the main service. Well, when I've got two youth rooms and a kid's room and a women's ministry and all this going on, you know, we wanted to make sure they had as much access to me as what. So I report to the executive pastor, just like our worship pastor. But the minute I get into the room for worship rehearsal, I consistently, I will defer to the worship pastor. So like I have said in the past, like my mix that I do, it's not necessarily what I would mix it, but it is what our worship pastor believes. The guy who was tasked to set up our services for the people to reach as many people as possible. I defer like, I mean, he, I had some input into where we've landed, but for the most part, I'm mixing according to the way that he wants me to be mixing. And so with all that being said, I am very careful how much I send. Cause a lot of times the communication from the booth, you know, one of the things about tech guys, we're all pretty opinionated and we sit in these rehearsals all the time. 
and we listen to a lot of music so you know what's good, you know what's bad. And so like one of the things for me is I don't share anything to the, the stage unless it's like vitally important. Hmm. Um, like I think a lot of times is we think to ourselves, we've got the best seat in the house to know what's happening on stage. Because when you got guys with in ears in, you don't know, especially if you're in a situation with, with AVMs, you don't know what they're hearing. You don't know what their mix sounds like. And so you're really in the best place to know what's going on. But is it your job to call out wrong notes? Is it your job to call out, well, maybe that tempo's too slow? You know what I mean? Like that's why that worship leader is there. So for me, the things that I will actually communicate from the booth, um, I do it, it through my worship pastor to the team. So like, for instance, one of the things I will speak up on is if let's say the keyboard is playing in the same frequency as the vocals. And I've done everything I can on my end to try to maybe massage it with EQ and just try to make room. If I literally can't do it, I will into the talk Mac Mac. I'll say, Hey, pastor Randy, would it be okay? Could we listen real quick to the acoustic, the piano and the vocals together? Cause I'm, I'm wondering if one of them needs to jump an octave. Maybe they, 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 you know, so I frame it as a question because there are times where he may go, you know, I actually like the way that sounds and we need to roll with it. And I might be sitting out there going, bro, you're crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? But come on, fam. Yeah. But that's not my call. Yeah. I can bring it up and I try to do it as gracefully as possible. And then um, I let him make the final decision and then I back it 100%. I don't, I don't look over at my pro presenter op and go, what the heck is he thinking? You know what I mean? Like, obviously that keyboard is walking all over the vocalist and I can't get, I suppose if that's the decision that he wants to make, I just, I defer back. And so I have found as I'm communicating as the booth guy up to the stage, I try to ask questions rather than just give statements. I'm not going to say like, Hey, your acoustic sounds like crap. I'll just say, Hey, is, is there anything we can do? to maybe brighten up your acoustic just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like do, forming it that way. And a lot of times I will, I, again, I talk through the worship pastor. So like there was a song that one of our, our instrumentalists was like, they were just going ham on it. So rather than me getting the mic and going, bro, I just need 15% less than you from you on that song. I asked the worship pastor, I said, Hey, I want you to frame this however you want to, but here's my experience. I'm having to pull their gain back like on the fader by like 20 decibels on just this one song because they're really feeling it. But I know you're going to want to communicate it in such a way that, yeah, the booth might need less, but I need you to keep the intensity and your strength. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you massage that however you want to, to communicate with your team member. Um, but can you maybe do it? So he went, he had that conversation and we were both got exactly what we needed. And so I think it's really, it'd be easy just to sit in the booth and go, well, I'm hearing everything. So you need to do this and you need to do that. But is it really your place to do that? And so, um, again, I, I ask as many questions as possible and I filter everything through the worship leader and I just don't go, Hey, uh, acoustic, I need you to, can you, you know, slow down your strum pattern or I need you to finger pick harder. Like that's not my, that's not my place. And so, um, I just filter it to the worship pastor and then let him take over. And there are going to be times where the worship leader or the worship pastor might make a decision musically that I don't agree with. It's not my place. That's his. And so I'm just there to support and I just be as graceful as possible. Because again, I think my highest, highest calling in the booth is to bring confidence to the people that are up on stage for them to know the mix is good for them to know their lyrics are going to be on time to know that the cameras are, you know what I mean? Like that is, Mm. 
that is my highest calling. And so many times I have to put away what I'm thinking and feeling to make sure I'm supporting what's happening on stage. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you, that's great stuff. Uh, and I can, if I could just reflect back to you a couple of things that I heard coming through very strongly. Uh, the first thing is respect. Yes, 100%. Mutual respect. That is so important. And in your case, it's mutual respect that has been built over many years. 10 years at our at our current. Well, I've worked with our worship pass for 10 years, but in, I've been in this position for four and a half. So, yeah. so, you know, respect is such a huge mutual respect. And, you know, I think the mix you guys touched on this really well, you know, um, sometimes you mentioned this tech guys can have a little bit of an edge to them. Some, sometimes, you know, a, a little bit of an edge and, um, you know, look at, you can look at some things like, like, uh, I know Andrew Stone mentioned, Hey, you know, whose car is in the lot most of the time when you get there? Yeah. The, the tech guy. Yeah. Okay. Whose car is in the lot when you're leaving the tech, the tech guy. And so, you know, there's so many hours and hours and hours behind the scenes that it takes. And so, um, respect that. You know, yep. respect that work that has gone into creating those moments when you're, and when you're, uh, when you're communicating, communicate with respect, you know, and, uh, you know, don't use a thousand words when 10, jo- 10 words will get the job done. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my, my pastor quotes this verse all the time. This is Proverbs ten nineteen. When words are many, sin is not absent. Oh yeah. So, you know, don't use a thousand when 10 will do it. Um, be respectful, yes. right? You're all in this together. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's different. I think, uh, so I, I try to be very conscious of when I'm dealing with members of the congregation or another member on our staff, like when we have a conflict about something or whatever, I'm in a meeting. I, I don't always succeed at this, but I always try to keep in my mind, I got to st- I've got to stand and lead this person in worship on the weekend. Yeah, that's good. So that is, that is true for the people in the booth or the control room or whatever your, your setup is, um, you know, cultivate, uh, an atmosphere of mutual respect, you know, yeah. platform people, the people in the booth are, are just as important to the success or failure of the team as you are. Yeah. You know, lead player, uh, you know, your solo is the most important thing to you, you know, coming into the weekend or whatever, you know, you're going to scream this Lincoln Brewster song or whatever, you know, keep that in perspective and know that that is a part of the whole. Yeah. Right. And you, you've just got to communicate with respect, uh, to each other. You've got to, to, uh, uh, show respect for one another by getting there on time, being where you need to be. You know, singers are notorious for, you know, not standing on their spots. And, you know, we need to have some freedom to move around and stuff. But you can do that within the context of, you know, working with your lighting people and all that all that stuff. So, um, yeah, just an atmosphere of respect, man. That is so important. Well, Mr. Probs, I am super duper excited, as I always am, for our um, our next guest. Because here's the deal. We've had a lot of people going, could you bring a songwriter on? And so guys, we, we went and got the best of the best. 
And so today you're going to be hearing from Mia Fields. And I'm not going to go through right now. I thought about, I just, I just pulled up CCLI and I was going to read some of the songs, but we do that in the interview with her, mm. but it is quite extensive. And you're going to be shocked at how many songs you are singing in your congregations right now by Miss Mia Fields. Well, the Worship Leader Problems Podcast is so excited to have Ms. Mia Fields joining us on the podcast. Mia, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, join us on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. So good to be here. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's, it's been incredible. We have had, um, uh, we've had a lot of artists on, and, so, and people have been digging it, but we have been getting so many DMs of like, can you bring on a songwriter? And so when you said yes, we were like, oh gosh, there's so many people that are going to love this. <laughs> And the more that we have kind of started researching Mia as a song leader or as a songwriter, we're realizing you are like the the, the Christian ninja of the song. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I like writing songs. That's for sure. My goodness. So we, we log and I would encourage anybody to, to just Google, Google Mia Fields songs. Okay. And you can find the song select list uh it it lists her for 303 and so we were just going down through this list and it's like tremble and fierce and chain breaker and christ is risen and spirit of the living god and yes i will and uh not for a moment and all of these unbelievable songs that people are doing all over the world in their churches so thank you so much for the way that you're allowing uh, your gifts to be used to encourage the church just all over the planet. Thank you. Oh, that's so kind. I don't know, you, I don't know what to say. Like, you, do you, what do you say? You're welcome? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that works for hey, us, man. That yeah, works you just said, with, with a little smirk, you just go, hey, church, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Right. I, I don't know about that. I think I'm like, thank you to like everyone who, all the, all the churches that I get to partner with are right with. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I, I saw you with a vertical church band several years ago. Um, it was incredible. You're such a gifted singer as well and worship leader and, uh, just an encouraging night. And I saw you lead a breakout session at the experience conference in Orlando several years ago. And I will, I, I will tell you this hands down the most thoughtful and entertaining breakout session I have that's, been to in 25 years of ministry. It was awesome. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. We're fans, man. We're fans. Thanks. Awesome. Well, Hey Mia, why don't you take a second, kind of introduce yourself. I mean, I know we've kind of talked about your songwriting, kind of tell people about what you do and, and things along those lines. Um, well, um, my name's Mia and I am a songwriter, I guess. And I currently live in Nashville, which is a great city. They call it Music City, but our church calls it Worship City. Um, mm, love it. But um, basically, I just write songs for the church. It's kind of what I've always loved and what I always have wanted to do. Um, the reason I, I I love songs and I and I want to write songs is because I came to know God through songs. You know, when I was mm. a kid, I didn't um, have anyone teaching me about God. I, like my mom wasn't saved and we would be getting like food stamps and food parcels from the Salvation Army. And then after a while they started wow. picking us up for Sunday school when we were like five or six and we would go to Sunday school and would sing these songs about Jesus. You know, Jesus loves me, this I know, um, I sleep and wife, you know, this little light of mine. And 
for me, like, before I learned like, Bible stories or anything, really it was songs to show me who Jesus was, and that's how I came to know God, is through the songs. And so wow. I think, like, what a cool thing to be able to now, like, be, like, 36, and, you know, from when I was 18, be able to be, like, writing songs to help show people who Jesus is. That's powerful. That's that powerful. incredible. That's powerful. And I think that probably resonates with so many people because all the people that are listening to this podcast, I would I would be willing to bet the moments they feel closest to Jesus are in times of worship and mm. through song specifically. And so I think uh, that that's so cool how, how you came to know the Lord through music and how he's using you now. Uh, mm. It's really fun. Hey, Mia, do I have it right? You are a triplet? I am. In fact, that I is have awesome. Two clones. <laughs> two clones. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. And you're you're still a newlywed. You just had a wedding anniversary yesterday. I am. Yeah, I've just been married for two years, so I was definitely. Man. I'm definitely glad I didn't get married sooner than that. I probably would have been quite a pain in the butt to someone. Not let God do some work in you and then get married, so you don't have to drag something else through it. There you go. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. He's awesome. Well, yeah, That's... you guys are adorable. And I was telling Jeremy before you got on here, you are one of my favorite Instagram follows. Oh, I would think because... I'm quite boring. Like, I'm not really ever posting about anything spectacular, really. It's just pictures of my husband and my dragon, my pet dragon. <laughs> we have like a, a lizard. Awesome. Awesome. For those of you who are listening, we have a pet lizard. It's so awesome. And you, what well, you're real, you're real. And you, you, I love it. I, you're just a, you're a great follow. So go, go look up Mia on Instagram and make sure you give her a follow. So well, Mia, we have these five questions that we take everybody through. We call them the Frank five. And uh, some of them are, some of them are quick and easy. Some of them are funny. Some of them are a little more of a deep dive. So just as, as honest as you're comfortable being, um, you told us a little bit about finding the Lord uh, and accepting Jesus and how music played a, a huge a role in that. How did you come to the place where you started writing songs? Um, well, I, as a kid, I really liked writing poetry. I thought I was good at it, but actually I wasn't. I was terrible. Um, <laughs> I, so I, but I, you know, I was like always... I was really, I wasn't, wasn't good at school. I'm not very academic, but I'm like kind of scrappy. I'm street smart. But I was, I wasn't good at anything except for English. And I was, I was really good at English. Like I'm really good at writing essays and things like that. And so to be honest, I kind of, when I was a kid, wanted to be a journalist um, or a vet, but I decided I don't really like animals that much. And so then I realized that being a vet probably isn't a good choice if you don't like animals. Um, it's a bummer. That's a bummer. I know, right? So, but then it's good because we've got, it's like God helped me narrow it down. He's like, choose life or death. Like being a vet for you will be death. Like don't do that. Um, <laughs> so I, I ended up um, just always like kind of being in like writing competitions and like my sisters and I, we could, we used to like, you know, sing at like church and stuff together. But I was always like the one that did like the backup vocals or like to be, you know, sometimes they would make me play the trumpet instead. Um, 
because I wasn't really that confident of a singer. So to be honest, I think I, I probably got into songwriting because I thought, well, I'm not a very strong singer. I'll just become a great songwriter. And um, and I wasn't even very good at that to begin with. I'm, I definitely am proof that you can have one little thing and if you're a really good steward of it, then God will multiply it. So I, mm-hmm. oh, wow. I, um, I, I could always write, like lyrics always came really naturally, rhyme always came really naturally, but I had to learn everything else. Uh, my first song wow. was a rap song. It went nowhere. Time out. You wrote a rap song? That was my first song was a rap song called Praise Revolution. <laughs> that, that's um, fantastic. Yeah, we did it at our youth group and that's about it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe it'll make a comeback later on in life. We need I to, mean, that, yeah, just send that on to Lecrae. Let's go. That's my new mission. Yeah, find, find that that demo. <laughs> That's awesome. Mia, what would yeah. be, what was the first song that you felt like you wrote that like put you on the map? I, I hate to say it that way, but you know what yeah. I mean? That like where you started realizing like, oh wow, like maybe there really is something here. Well, I don't know if it was like the first one I ever wrote that put me on the map, but it was the first one that I wrote that seemed to connect with like people. Um, and it was a song that I wrote for a summer camp. I used to, live in Sydney and be a part of Hillsong Church. And um, we had our youth summer camp. And so we kind of wrote some songs to sing at the summer camp. And I wrote this song called Always. Um, gosh, I mean, ages ago. And then we recorded it on a United album. And so that was kind of the first song that that people beyond, like, just my church song, you know? And it yeah. seemed, people seem to like it. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that one was the very first one. And I might have been like 18 well, or 19. Goodness. Well, getting a song on a United album would definitely get your attention, I would, th- I would think. Well, I mean, you know, the, the beautiful thing is back then we weren't like really writing for United albums. We were just writing for like, like I said, like our youth camp. Yeah. And so it's kind of a sweet way that God did it where it was like, it was all just like for the local church. You know, mm-hmm. so that's beautiful that like it went, bigger than that that like I love that it was always the focus with the song has always been local church which is awesome that is awesome so a little bit of a fun fact on always that was that was the first song I learned to play on guitar oh you know what you know what's so funny about that is I didn't know how to play the guitar and so the first I only learned four chords and then like this weird core thing that I would do and like and that's how I wrote the music to always is I only knew four chords. So that is first, to play it on the guitar, I was learning guitar when I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> well and what's what's funny with my own little bit of my journey is like um, I was, uh, I was working for an ice cream scoop factory that my, my family owned. And like my wife taught at this Christian school and there was a young man who played guitar in the youth group. And I just felt the Lord tell me like, I need you to mentor this kid. And I was like, we don't have anything in common. And I realized I had a guitar at home that somebody had given me. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to try to use that. So I went to, I was like, Hey man, if I paid you for guitar lessons, like, you know, and, and it did eventually we, you know, God used that little entry. But from that, like now I'm, but now I'm like, because of that moment using legitimately that song always, and this is all like coming together in my head right now. Like um, it put me on the path. Yeah. It literally put me on the path to where I'm like, like I, I work in worship ministry. It's like what I do. And for 
eight years I played acoustic every weekend on the stage and now, you know, like, and it all goes back to the Lord going, Hey, learn this song and like, get to know this kid, you know? That's so, amazing. I love that. <laughs> that's craziness right there. Cool. Well, all right, here's, here's question two. And it's a little sillier. Okay. So let's say, um, your husband, your family and the friends and your friends find out that you got arrested, but they have absolutely no idea why, what would be what they would assume you did? Um, if I got arrested. And they uh, don't, they don't know anything other than, oh no, Mia has been arrested. I wonder what she did. Um, that was maybe, maybe protesting. Protesting okay. against something stupid, sense. like against like human rights or something. Gotcha. I wish it was something like more interesting than that, but like that would be their go-to. <laughs> well, that's fine. Our last guest said streaking, so yeah, I, mean, right? I mean, wow. I wonder if I could <laughs> yeah. work, which worship leader that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was our good friend from Canada, Brooke Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. That was not my first guess, but okay. Okay, now I have to know who would have been your first guess. Well, I won't say. (laughs) (laughs) I will cover their just like I will cover their nakedness, just like like Noah's kids covered his nakedness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Be honest, it's it's Jason Ingram, right? Sorry, Ingram. It's Jason Ingram. Ingram. Let's be honest. I mean, possibly, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I'm like, making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you just went off personality and watching them, I would think Pat Barrett, maybe. Would oh, you cover something I mean, like that? I think if you put the three, those three guys together, they were definitely like, they're definitely a party, the three of those together. They know how to have fun. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. fun. That's like, awesome. they're probably some of the, one of the best, some of the best hangs in Nashville is like, Oh, gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, last year at the Experience Conference, when they do their artist circle thing, it was uh, Jason Ingram with a bunch of guys he had written songs with. So like Mike Weaver and Pat and Phil Wickham and a bunch of guys and Corey Asbury and just like the camaraderie. And it was one of the funniest nights I've ever experienced. Oh, they were just like stinking like hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And Torn Wells. It was really funny. Oh, that's so um, fun too. Corey Asbury was convinced that he could keep up with uh, Torrin's vocal runs. No. And so he kept adding those into every every song. It was really funny. You know what? It would have been quite like quite the the rave off though. Like it would have been quite the battle because they both have some pipes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. do. Yes, they do. Okay, Mia, what Okay, so you've led worship all over the place. You've been part of Hillsong. You've done all this. What is the what's the craziest thing that you've ever seen happen during a church service? Like where you've been leading worship or you've been, you know, singing. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, like people getting healed is like always. I don't know why it surprises us, but it it always surprises me. Um, mm. I think the craziest, the craziest thing that's ever happened, I wasn't leading at the time, but I was like, I was watching one of my other friends leave worship and her shoe got caught in the grate and then they started moving the stage back and she didn't know what to do. So she took a shoe off, walked off the stage with one shoe and the shoe like stopped the stage and like kind of jammed the stage. 
That was kind of funny. <laughs> but awesome. I don't think she ever got that shoe back. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. That's awesome. Crazy stuff. I mean, besides me hitting some really, really wrong notes, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all been there. Yeah, we've some all really bad. Like, or, pe- or people starting in the wrong key is quite funny as well. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, here's a question for it. Uh, another one kind of on the, you know, little easier side, but um, what would be like a fun fact about Mia Fields that maybe even those close to her wouldn't know that you'd be willing to share with all the listeners? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Fun fact. I don't know. Um, I'm Australian. I'm, I'm, my, I just, <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. <laughs> I'm technically Irish because I'm like, well, I'm like, 80% or like 75% Irish. Um, wow. Like, my husband's 1% Asian. And like, you just found that Irish. out. Didn't you? What's that? Yeah, we just found that out, which is so you just funny. Found that out. I knew it. I knew it had some Asian in there. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> what else? Well, because he's got like his skin tone. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I knew there had to be like a mix. Um, he's so handsome, that's why. Um, okay, something that people would want to know about me. Um, and it, it could be, it can be weird. Like I, I've said this many times on our podcast, but like I will watch When Calls the Heart when my wife's not around. Like that's oh, a little fun fact about terrible. about me. Mm-hmm. When Calls the Heart, that's really funny. Oh, with, so a, cat, with <laughs> a holding a cat. Oh, I don't like cats. There's something that people should know about me. Um, oh, you know what? Here's something people should know about me, and I, I'm maybe going to lose every dog lover. Like, I like other people's dogs. Like, the fact that you own a dog, that is fantastic. I love it. But my husband and I knew we were going to marry each other on the, on our first date because he asked me if I like dogs, and I tried to find a nice way to say I... Like, I tried kind of dodged the question and was like, well... My sister has a dog, and I can see how that dog has been really helpful for her and how she really loves the dog. So I kind of dodged the question and answered it <laughs> on my sister's behalf. And my husband said, I don't like dogs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get married because we <laughs> both don't want to own a dog. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know I like, dogs are a gift from the Lord and stuff like that. And, like, you can't tell anyone who's a dog lover that you don't like dogs. But we are more reptile people, so that is kind of quirking, whatever. Hey, what is your, what is your dragon's name? His name's Smaug. You know, like, of Lord of the Rings. Like, from Lord of the Rings, yeah, like, let's Smaug, go. Yeah. I did think about putting That's some, like, amazing. he's got, like, a little cave, and I did think, oh, wouldn't it be so funny if I put some, like, gold coins in there? Like, that he was driving, <laughs> but it might be some poison That's oh fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, here's the last question of the Frank Five. This is a serious one. So if we could get a big giant room or arena and we we filled it with every worship leader, every production person, like every every volunteer who serves in churches all over the place, we could we could put them all in one place and we gave you a microphone to speak to them. What what would you want to say to them? What what word of encouragement or reminder about the calling, what what would you want to say to that group of people? I mean, I think 
we live in like a, a culture that says it's not about you, it's not about you, it's not about you. And I think that's true. But I think I would say to them, like, God really cares about the details of your life. If your story is is n- not beautiful yet, God wants to make it amazing because the only stories he ever writes are redemptive ones. So if you're sad or if you're, like, disappointed, you actually can bring that to them bring that to him because he really does care about it and he really does want to like step into every single area including the ones that you don't feel are like special enough for God to want to step into um, he's so detailed and he's so kind and he's not finished mm. wow mm. wow I love wow, that. wow wow and we need you know we need like I love I think there's so much power in testimony I love hearing people's stories you know, because I, I think your experience with God, no one can argue with your experience with God. They can push back on your theology and they can push back on, you know, your doctrine. But, like, no one will argue with your experience because you lived it, you know? So I think mm. like, learn theology and, and have a good doctrine and, 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 yeah, like, have an opinion about things if you want to. But more than anything, have an experience with God, like, and, and let him step into every area. Yeah. Wow. Um, that is, that, that is really good. And sometimes when you're struggling in your own story, it feels good to hear other stories. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Of like, cause those, those times, um, like I think it was yesterday, Mr. Probs was having a rough day at work and it was just like, somebody shared a bit of their story to us in the Instagram account. And I just like caught or on Facebook actually, and I copied and pasted it and sent it to him. And it like, help turn the day around, you know, to see like, you know, somebody else's stories being changed by what we're doing. And, you know what I mean? Like God uses, mm. yeah, God uses everyone's stories to like, not only remind you of his goodness and his glory, but also like when you see others to go, oh gosh, my, that God, God is so big and he's so, so amazing. And he, and he cares. Mm. And here's the thing, like, let him be the hero, like, because there's something to, I think, you can share the shiny version of something or you can share the actual version of something where God was the hero and it, you really needed God to step in and, like, God gets all the glory. The worst thing is when people share, share their story and God's the little hero and they, God's the sidekick and they are the hero. And I think that's, mm, not, yeah. that's not encouraging to me because you can't, you can't fix my story, but God can, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Yep, I, I, and it's funny we're talking about this because one of my favorite songs that you've written is "Beautiful Story." Oh yeah, um, it was one of the ones I, I had, and it was just like, um, for me, uh, our church has gone through a really rough season for almost a year now, and there's just all kinds of stuff. And so, like, I, I six or eight months ago decided I'm gonna start walking every single day, trying to keep my brain healthy and my body and stuff. And so, like, yeah, and so like, I'm, I'm a larger guy and trying to lose some weight, but. Um, but that bridge of all the while you keep saying, trust that I am orchestrating everything for good. Come on. Like I just keep, yeah, I just like, I just keep kind of playing that as I'm out walking and just reminding myself. And then I look back again, it's story of like what God's been doing. And it's just like, I don't know, it just keeps you, keeps you rolling, you know, in those yeah. moments when it's tough. Well, you know, it's funny about that song. Like lots of people think that that song is about, um, that I wrote it because I met my husband, but actually God gave me a promise that he, um, he, he, I'd said to God, what are you doing in that area? And he said, like, 
He said, if you trust me, I'll custom make it for you. And so, to be honest, I wrote the song before I ever went on a date with my husband because I think it's wow. so powerful about like praising your way into your breakthrough and prophesying of your future with gratitude. Because people think mm-hmm. I wrote it after it all it all turned out, but I actually wrote it before I ever went on the date. <laughs> mm. Wow. I will say, I just learned, cause pulling up the lyrics, I always thought the course was, you are a beautiful story, but oh, no, it's no, you, no, write you write a beautiful one. story. You one. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, that's fantastic. That's way better than when I thought it was you are. That's awesome. Yeah, no, like I said, so cool. I mean, whatever you swear your stories at, if you give the pen to God and you and you let him be your author of your faith, it's amazing how he will take it and make it so, so good. Mia Fields is the bomb, dude. Dude, she is a ninja. Songwriting ninja. She's the songwriting ninja. I love it so much. I could not believe how many songs she's written that are like, I feel like Mr. Prov's like, that is my favorite thing too. Like, <laughs> it's all my favorite. <laughs> right. Like, it's she's, like, if she writes it, I. I'm going to love it. Yeah. I'm like, going to love it. Like you, you mentioned even just a, a few episodes ago, you guys had just introduced. Yes, I will. And, uh, well, Mia Fields is in on that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> by the way, Mia Fields wrote that one too. Oh, the most profound song that I've ever had in my life. Not for a moment. Oh, that's right. Mia Fields wrote that also. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, Mia. Is that a Mia? It is a Mia. Yeah. It's like mama Mia. <laughs> Plus the accent. I yeah, love the accent. Yeah. It's cool. It's so cool. So if I was to get you like a book on tape to learn how to speak with that accent, would you do that for me? No. Though I will say I have my Siri is an Australian female accent. <laughs> and my Google Maps is also Australian. Minus two. Minus two. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, well, hey, Worship Leader Problem Nation, we are so thankful for you. Hey, now that you've listened to this whole podcast, would you do us a huge favor? Go ahead. We're going to hit. Go ahead and hit pause. We're going to wait. And while you've hit pause, whatever you're listening to this on right now, whether it's Podbean or straight from Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this, would you go in and like us and then go in and leave us a review? It's been very helpful. And and honestly, it's a little bit selfish too. We like reading the comments. And so if you wouldn't mind doing that, leave us five stars because that is the right thing to do and, and the Christian thing to do, obviously. Yes, Be a giver. Because you know you just enjoyed this. You know? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I was trying to get a reaction on Mr. Robs and he's just sitting there staring at me. Sorry. I was, I'm looking at, I was trying to look up how many reviews we have and ratings and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a lot. 130 so, ratings. We, we need more though. We need, always need more. We need more. Because my self image is based off of your comments. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, hey, thank you again for listening to episode 20 of the podcast. And until next time, yeah, until next time, see ya. Deuces.